The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. This series is an in-depth, through-the-Bible exploration with a focus on what the scriptures teach about the source and nature of authority. Before we join Pastor Greg for the start of the next sermon in the study, let me invite you to visit us on the web. The website address is www.shiarjashub.org. Now, let's go into the Sunday message. We've been speaking about the priesthood of believers under the New Covenant. And I just want to review where we left off last week in 1 Peter chapter 2. But let me go back to 1 Peter chapter 1 to set the stage for who Peter is addressing here. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. So he's writing to the pilgrims of the dispersion. And that word pilgrims means a stranger, an alien, someone sojourning in a strange place, a temporary resident. Pilgrims scattered, uh, that word dispersion, diasporus, to be dispersed, to be scattered abroad. And so hence you'll have in the NIV the translation, strangers in the world, scattered throughout or in the King James, to the strangers scattered throughout. Uh, many of the Israelites were scattered, the diaspora. They were scattered throughout the civilized world at that time, even though there were many Jews in Israel from the previous dispersions under Assyria and Babylon. There were many Jews located throughout Asia Minor, uh, in Greece, and Italy, over to Babylon. So the word diaspora, diasporus, uh, speaks in some sense of the Jew. But it was more than that, the way Peter is using it here, more than just the Jewish Christians to whom he's writing. It also included the Gentile Christians. Because really, all believers in Christ Jesus are aliens. All believers in Christ are strangers and temporary residents of this world. Our home... Our native country is what? Heaven. So really, we're passing through this world. It's not really the place that we are to call our home to be secure in. Our security is in the world to come in the kingdom of heaven. And so Peter's really writing not just to the Jewish Christians who are dispersed, but he's writing to the Gentiles as well, because all these Christians, and we'll see that when we read 
in chapter 2 from the context, both Jew and Gentile, are aliens to the world and at home with God. And so he tells them then in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, again referring to this priesthood of believers under the new covenant. It says in verse 4, Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You are a spiritual house. You are a holy priesthood. The priesthood of believers, not just the tribe of Aaron, not just of the Levites, but all the believers are to be a priesthood unto him. And then you go down to verse 9. He says, Peter says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is our mission. That is our goal, to proclaim the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's meant for every individual, young and old, male and female, wealthy and poor, Jew and Gentile, no matter what your race, tongue, language, you are called to be part of this chosen people, this holy nation, this royal priesthood, to proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Then in verse 10 he said, who once were not a people, so you see it even includes the Gentiles, right? Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. And then he goes on to talk about their conduct. As aliens, as strangers in the world, as pilgrims, as sojourners, he says, I beg you, Abstain from fleshly lusts. There's a way that we should live. There's a way that we should act, understanding that we are a chosen people, a holy priesthood. We are the dwelling place of God. In Ephesians chapter 2, and as we read these scriptures, consider the new contract, the new covenant, and the high calling of every individual that accepts Jesus Christ as Lord. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both, Jew and Gentile, one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, the hatred, 
that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. We are called to be one people, not a people based on lineage, not a people based on what our parents or grandparents did, but a people based upon each individual, Jew or Gentile, accepting what Jesus Christ did for them and becoming part of that body, that one body, which Jesus Christ purchased, he reconciled through the cross. Verse 17, it says, And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. We both have access through him. The open door of heaven, access to God, members of the family of God. And then what does he say? You know, if you're a stranger to the world, you become part of the family of God. When you're a friend of the world, you're a stranger to God. And so he tells them in chapter 2, verse 19, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Your citizenship is in heaven. You're part of the new Jerusalem. We have a high calling. We are called members of the family, the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fit together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. This marvelous temple, not a building in Jerusalem made out of stone, a building that Jesus Christ prepares in heaven, stone by stone, he the chief cornerstone, the foundation built by the prophets and the apostles, and now stone by stone, as Peter taught, now Paul teaches here, the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom, and look at verse 22, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. What a glorious contract we have in the New Covenant, that we are called to be part of this dwelling place, this temple. We are the body of Christ. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is a tremendous grace and mercy that God has given to sinful mankind to allow us such a privilege. I don't know sometimes if we understand when we accept Jesus, the high calling that God has placed before us to be part of his family, to be priests and kings, to rule and reign with him, though we deserve it not, to be part of this temple, this dwelling place, the body of Jesus Christ, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And we... See now that there is no distinction, Jew and Gentile. There is no distinction, clergy and laity. It comes back into the church over time, but initially there were positions of authority for a purpose, and we'll study the purpose, but it was not to leave some behind in the seats while other people were exalted before the pulpit 
as though they can approach God and you cannot. That's not the new contract. Rather, each, each from the least to the greatest, shall know him. Everyone is called to be part of that temple, that tabernacle, that dwelling of God. And we said the last time that as we study the New Testament on heavenly authority, we will recognize that there are authority positions in the body of Christ. There are different parts, different offices, different ministries for a purpose. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Our church website again is www.shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll find information about our church, articles of faith, and directions to our 10 a.m. Sunday service in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Pastor Greg has placed commentaries he's written on the site. And of course, you will find a library of hundreds of Bible study radio programs to help you in your walk with the Lord. And if you appreciate the ministry of Shi'ar Jashub, can I ask you to pray about supporting these church outreaches? Donations should be made out and sent to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.